mercy. Um, you, you were saying what? 5.7 was what you? Yeah, 5.7 is what I was thinking for the average. I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. I, was like, I, I feel like I didn't see enough sixes to get it above. Because there's sixes in there, but there's also a bunch of five and a halfs. And yeah. There's a bunch of right fives. I think it's, but you're you're right that it is it is probably five seven five five right. Not Somewhere probably. I'm probably a little lower on the averaging there because the there are the lower ones aren't that plentiful. Very interesting though. Very interesting night of. Come on. Voting on wrestling. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if this is uh, this is a kind of episode that will reveal maybe how you feel about AEW as a whole right now. I think. Of sure. your of your rating of this being like uh, a great time or being somebody who's in because I tell you I'm I'm pretty I'm on a, quite a bit lower than the chat I think I don't know where you are uh -oh. on this I think you have probably had a great time did you have a good time tonight yeah see well, interesting I'm I'm interested to to peel this apart because like I was I personally am with the people that voted lower here I'm easily under a five I was like maybe a four and a half maybe four twenty five I would have been near the lowest of the people on this it just because and i'll i'm interested to hear your thing um on the higher end and then we go through it um i very much saw a like we are a long way out from a pay-per-view and it was that for sure and it was, it was like a consequential episode of Dynasty. yeah I, I think your i think how much it means for you to sit with that and then reframe what you're seeing or whether like that enough is sort of just be like eh it's sort of a checkout like Nothing really grips me in in the way that maybe giving it a different uh, approach does. If you know what I mean, I completely know what you mean. In fact, I love the way you're framing it as if this being a lens uh, of where you're currently at. Because the more I think about it, the more accurate that is. And the only additional context I want to give is, I felt like they well, I didn't feel this way. They did. They put out the whole card as they generally do, mm -hmm. but they've got this new vertical formatting. It looks frankly just like a UFC lineup yeah. more so it does i like that and this card i tweeted out this morning it looked weird and i knew there was nothing of consequence on it and it was just going to be in my mind what is hangman and penta gonna be and can swerve and jeff hardy do something that i want to watch and then what does ed chopeland and minoru suzuki mean to me and that's the whole card and but if those three things i said in the discord today if those three things all do deliver um this could actually be a pretty good card for me and so i'm square with the chat i was five and a half is what i got on the page for this one uh, five and a half out of seven and i will note that this is one of the ones that it flew by for me it went by mm. quickly which uh some of them lately have not Interesting. but if you give this show a four i have no problem with it there's nothing if you have to miss an episode of dynamite of the last couple weeks that you can never go back and re-watch this is a great one to do yeah i I agree. It's so funny. I think we're giving different scores and not disagreeing at all about uh, the card. You know what I mean? Sword and shield. <laughs> like, I totally agree um, with everything you said there. But I also the, – the very last part of it is what applies to me where I'm just like, yeah, but I could skip this and not think twice about it and like never think about this card again probably. Definitely. And uh, there's zero disputing that. I just – for terms of the hitting the couch, watching on a Wednesday – there was there's some things I'm getting a little fatigued by, but I'm just thinking of what this show was a month ago, and sure. it's easier for me to approach it with gratitude. No question. It just I'm not I haven't said AEW is back yet. Besides that, there and sort of like loophole situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't consider this I, back at all. This is like no, so far I, from back to me. 
but but I see we are cutting some of the shit that was making us go backwards. Totally. And we are getting I'm telling you, Zoops, if I could cook a meal for Samoa Joe, I would. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll we'll get all to that more uh, later, and uh, we'll see. Maybe maybe I could be brought down because I was I am thinking a couple segments. There's some stuff I didn't like on the show, but also some stuff I read with good faith. So we'll get into it. But sure. I want to start with the main event tonight, Zoobs, if we can. Ed Choplin and Minoru Suzuki. I hate the Murder Grandpa nickname. Can I say that? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I yeah. hate it. Why do I hate it so much? It, do you feel like it undermines him in a, in a way? What are you? Is it, yes. is, it, is, it a, is it a simplification of like something you hold very dear? You wow, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I'm in therapy. I don't miss so see. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, I think it's it, it makes him seem sort of like kitschy, and he's doing sort of a kitschy version of his act for the mm-hmm. last year and a half. Yes, but it's like, man, this is a. This is a real guy. This is a murder grandpa. Like you, you can't be joking about this stuff. This guy would slap, you know, people. Pe- this guy believably. There was a rumor about Ken Shamrock believed that this guy killed one of the New Japan Young Lions. Like this was a believed rumor by all of the rookies in New Japan. Like, this was this guy's level of believability. So I don't know. Maybe he's done it to himself. It is a Reddit ass nickname. Well done, Cadenza. Thank nicely, you. Cadenza. Nicely distilled. How about my brother Anfield Rhodes saying? How about the goddamn King of Pancreas? <laughs> Yeah, how about that? I can't say it any better than that, Alex. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly how about. Uh. <laughs> Maybe even Barnett in a faction. Anyway, uh, so he's he's out here tonight, and he's taking on Ed Chopin, who's in hockey gear, and mm-hmm. that's cool. He's Canadian, and they they play hockey. Be who you are. And I want to I want to just make it abundantly clear that I'm happy to have been wrong about Ed Chopin. He gave us maybe a couple and i mean literally two or three of those very ed chopeland promos where he's staring and very acty and it's just so far removed from the sort of pro wrestling i'm interested in he's gotten completely away from that and the fact that he's here and just apparently he wanted minoru suzuki and he's gonna wrestle him hard for 10 minutes and liven up the crowd every time this is the good timeline version of this guy for me now the end of the show going back to christian already i really don't know how much meat is on that bone for me but this guy is doing all the right stuff for me and i just i feel like maybe i haven't called it out on the show that i was very negative on him coming in and i think that this guy has been a lot of fun reliable energy he's never going to be my favorite wrestler but this is a good timeline version of it uh do you think he's delivered in line more with what you we're expecting of Ed Chopin, or or has he superseded that a little bit for you too? That is an interesting question because I think it's all about letting yourself sort of peel the you know what I mean? I'm sort of you put it nicely there. You're sort of accepting the the Edge Hopeland lens on it, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, I have no choice but to view the the match because it's the main event of the show I like. It, it, it could be a, it's, it's not a disaster, right? You're out there and you're like, it's not a disaster. He's he, as you said, he's sort of bringing the crowd alive and and giving it his all, obviously. Um, so yeah, I suppose he has because I guess I probably fear the worst. And other than a couple times, you're right. He still has like the he's still 
Edge Hopeland at the end of the day, like they getting getting back on the mic and being like, "That was the hardest I've ever been hit." Suzuki, respect, uh, and then sort of like pulling back another way is like, "I'd have been mad if you had trick my hand, right, folks?" Like, yeah, it, I actually thought that line was pretty cool. It's like we could do that. That could be that could be all fair stuff. I feel like, um, but yeah, it did have a bit of that vibe too. Um, he, he's happy to be here, right, and 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 making the most of it. I don't. I, I feel like he's a guy that. Um, if they were, if they had bigger crowds, would would feel like a bigger deal too, maybe. Yeah, no one was there tonight. I think it was like twenty three hundred people. Tough That's thing. tough, man. They've sold five thousand for Collision in Vancouver. Yeah, I, think, I hear that I think... number. I'm like, they can't get three grand for Dynamite. Crazy, Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, that feel that doesn't feel good to me. I hate hearing that and knowing that it's true. I wish the number was five thousand. And I don't know anything about tickets for the record. For all I know, three thousand is the best thing in the world. But five thousand sounds much better to me. Eight thousand? Oh my god. <laughs> You guys are regularly – you're regularly drawing – what are you guys drawing now at uh, at, at uh, on Mondays? What kind of gates do you pull for the big events? 65,000. Nice. And I mean, if I'm being honest, it's just because it's really good booking. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really the wrestlers. It's more the creative forces <laughs> around uh, Meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just – I'm happy to see he's something more akin to a New Japan dad for uh, AEW, closer to a Dustin Rhodes than he is. Now he wins, obviously, and he's in title scenes. But I'm glad he's not out there getting the whoever the Kenny Omega equivalents are, although I do expect he'll get a Will Ospreay match. I don't know. It just I imagined it being worse. I thought we were going to get like 10-minute-long promos opening up Dynamite every week. Ah, the most melodramatic thing you could ever imagine one year. And I'm thankful it's not. Also, somebody on Twitter pointed out, he's the only guy to have wrestled Suzuki and Shamrock. And so that's a, he's the real king of Pancrase because he beat them both. Huh. <laughs> um, now, there's a, now there's a new angle. Yeah, can out of retirement, Josh Barnett. <laughs> the Pancrase crew, Frank Shamrock, led Boss by Rutten. Edge. Led Actually, Boss Rutten's appeared on AEW, hasn't he? Led by Edge Oakland. Wow, that's really horrible <laughs> to consider. No, I don't feel so good. Moving on. Match opens up. It's a very typical. You know what? More than you know what an Edge match is, you know what a Minoru Suzuki match is at this point. It's not even on the table that he's going to do something different with you on TV. On pay per views, he might dress it up a little bit. I've seen them do this at Independence, too. It's the exact same match. You know, and it's fun. The crowd's more alive for this than they were for most of the show. They're exchanging the blows, as you expect. There's a great uh, apron guillotine attempt. Chope is great at turning his face purple. He does it twice in this match. Skilled. Skilled performer. What's he doing there? Is he just, like, clenching? Jeez, I mean, if if somebody else knew and could explain it, there'd be a lot more Adam Copeland's running around. But there aren't, are there? regardless it's uh it's good to see and then they they do all again they walk through the sort of half comedy crazy face suzuki he does one eats some elbows delivers one knockout blow a couple submissions but ultimately ed chopin gets the spear to kick out from minoru suzuki and then sending a message to one christian cage you get ed chopin hitting the kill switch and pinning minoru suzuki one two three i think i saw this brings minoru suzuki to owen 13 in AEW. Tough. Credit to him for remaining somewhat legitimate. That's a that's an awful record, Zeus. Tough. Yeah. I I'd love to know um 
somebody who's going to be able to look this up quickly on cage match, like somebody he's had less match or more matches than in AEW that we consider to be a fairly prominent part of the show. There's yeah, got to be I bet there quite is a few. Someone, <laughs> Claudio. I don't know. Somebody's going to have to look it up. I, I, there's no way I can hit it off the top of my head. Let me just say that uh, <laughs> 13 and 0, worse than it looks, you know, worse than it looks. Some good performances in there. Pushed Eddie and Brian to their limits. Not the, and remained relevant. Do these records really matter? It's good to see Minoru Suzuki. That's true, too, that he never wrestles low card guys. Like, Van Huge saying hitting the kill switch was generous. Yeah, not the best sell by Suzuki. On the kill switch, taking a little while to follow it down. But, you know, it's 100 years old, you know? Yeah, I mean, kudos to them, right? Last week I was I was having fun hammering home the 105-year-old combined age in the match. And they came out – or 104, and they came out and said, we can do better than that. 105, we'll, we'll top it. We'll <laughs> <laughs> have a 56-year-old on there next year – or next, Listen, next week wrestling one of these guys. I'm going to say something that sounds horrible, but to me as plain as day. We watch slower wrestling than Minoru Suzuki oh, yeah. very often on this show. And you all know where I'm talking about. And it's, it's maybe my eyes are adjusted to it. It didn't bother me with Dustin Rhodes last week. It didn't bother me with Jeff Hardy tonight. And it didn't bother me here. Maybe it's just I like watching old stiff people. Like, that's a style to itself. The goat for me is Mick Foley. So it's not like I'm craving butter smooth moves, I suppose. As long – I don't know. I – it's one of those things that I could tell I could tell you which one is which if I see the two of them, but I have a hard time putting uh, – you're good at it, and you can build it into your character, or you suck at wrestling. And it might on its face look sort of the same sometimes. Interesting. Interesting. But I can tell. Yeah, no. And that's <laughs> why we're all tuned to the AEW dudes right here on Twitch.tv <laughs> slash Wrestling Brain. I'm Maddie Max saying Anna J versus Ruby on Friday. Funny bringing that one up now. Uh, Ed Chopin for his daddy ass when says uh, sees up at 55. That would be another very old match. Take a stab at it, Zeus. What do you think daddy ass for Ed Chopin's age would be combined to those two? Is that is does that the one that gets them do 106? It could be. Daddy could be. ass is old as hell, isn't he? I think so. But I mean, geez, these other guys are old as hell, too. We're talking about yeah, Minoru Suzuki. Sting in there with someone. One, it's isn't it crazy? Guys in the same age, age bracket. One is a grandpa, a murder grandpa. The other one is a just a daddy, <laughs> just a daddy. The whole generation. <laughs> he's still, that's why he's so much bigger and stronger. He's well, yeah, you have another. <laughs> What's the generation? Twenty-one years. Anyway. Well, no, the just just the the grandfather and father. Father just stronger. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> that's a lame. On average. Anyway, oh, Cadet is saying old dudes hitting each other is objectively cool. I think I can get there. And Ed Cho oh, and uh, Ashley Kutcher saying it looked like Suzuki was actually choking Chope, and that's how he went purple. I'm not 100% sure on that, but they did, it did look good. I think they hate each other for real. <laughs> I mean, sometimes some of those slaps look not bad. Not bad. Listen, not bad. Um, yeah. It, it sort of fits the theme of the night where it was like, I don't know that any of the matches, the singles matches were ever really in doubt about who was going to win them, right? Yeah, no, true, true. Uh, thank you to Professor Soros letting us know Sting versus Daddy Ass would be 124 years. And thank you to C-Suppa letting there. us know that Daddy Ass and Chope would be 110. There you go. Wow. Yikes. Wow. Dad Ass must be... And, I guess? and surely dad ass is 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 treated the same as these fellas who was like presented as a geriatric on his last legs 
You're not going to believe who gets the pin in the match tonight, please. You're not going to believe it. Uh, I will just say here they have – you mentioned the little post-match interaction where Suzuki does not shake his hand. Of course, he's the man with the worst personality in the world. A much better nickname again than Murder Grandpa. And then we see that Christian was watching backstage. Adam says, I'm still coming for you, Christian. I'm coming for that title. Presumably, this is going to be a revolution rematch between these two guys. I expect Choke to win there. And then we get an announcement. I should say also during this match because we're not going to come back to this segment. But during the main event, it is announced that Ricky Starks come and on. Sting and Darby is in two weeks on Dynamite for the tag team titles, which I actually think is exciting. Deemer316, thank you for the Prime resub. 21 months. Got to be here to redo the to redo the Prime ones. That means a ton. Julian uh, McGinnis resub for 23 months. Ashton Kutcher, gifted one to Bad Crowd. And, and Vanderhuge gifted a couple uh, in the in the process there throughout the game. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate that. Very nice. Uh, Matty B2123 saying that that Christian shot that they went to is recycled. I didn't pick that up at the moment, but I think that's right now that you say it. That's brutal. <laughs> that's so bad if that's true again i i haven't confirmed that but i think that's right that's very funny um all right soups congrats to minoru suzuki Owen 13 he maybe, maybe we give him a win in AEW one day Owen 13 he might be in line for a title shot coming up <laughs> i gotta get him before the record uh, he, should no shot the, he should challenge eddie for the continental surely it's like oh yeah sure that's the spirit of the that's, that seed. That's the spirit yeah. of the championship that they've established. These guys should be Definitely. able to just walk into this title scene at any point. Love it. Until this man opens the show, Zoobs. It's Samoa Joe with the it's nice to see the normal AEW belt. It's just nice to see Samoa Joe. Of course, we know he's one of the greatest wrestlers in human history at this point. Thank you for saving the company, Samoa Joe. He comes out in his suit and he says, It's a night of celebration. And let me tell you, somebody talks about nights of celebrations later on in the show, and I don't know if other people pick this up. It's, it's a night of celebration because no more shall title shots be given. They'll be earned because I appreciate ambition and I give out opportunity, but it's only an opportunity for the worst night of your life. Look at what I did to Hook. Laid him battered, bruised. Bum, bum, bum. You don't even know me. You don't even know. Here, it's Hook Zoops. Can you believe it? This is, we're watching, this is true. I'm not lying to you, Zoops. We're watching AEW, and, and the guy who lost last week is coming out for follow-up. I'm not, <laughs> am I lying to you, or did this happen? Yeah, you know, it, it's a new day. It's a new dawn. We, we've arrived at, at, the, at, the, at the basics. Here he comes. It's Hook who, of course, did get the shit beat out of him last week. Uh, exploding table, Uranagi included, in a match Zoops and I both liked quite a bit. And he goes, and he shakes Joe's hand, and he pulls him close, and he says, I don't know when, I don't know where, but I'll see you again. Shakes his hand, and Joe says, I'm sure you will. And then, I think he says something else, but the audio was fucked, so mm. I don't know. Maybe he did. I, good, good job, AEW, because I saw this on everybody's. I don't, good stuff, but good promo from Joe before uh, the very ending, laying it out. Again, maybe a little derivative, but I don't mind this message being reinforced because it is exactly what I want to hear, as is uh, John Mox's promo later on in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's it, Audio was fine for me. I couldn't tell if my audio was working or not. I I didn't catch it, so... Um, yeah, I mean, we're, sta we're, sta we're establishing him 
establishing as the big bad, right? He's the big with clearly stated. It's nice. It's a nice like you're you're most getting like uh, the company explaining to you what the situation is. He's very. It's very. Dude, he much, does. It's, it's like it's just ex- exposition. He comes out and does. Um, That's a million percent what it is. It is just a million percent Samoa Joe for the creative team exhibit uh, exposition. That's what these segments are, and he's uh, good at it. What do you think about them opening the show a third time, though? So we had two in a row now, right? Basically. Almost without exception, I'm an open with a match guy. When I, Because for me here on the West Coast, it starts at 5 p.m. I'm, I'm off work right then. I, I maybe got a little leftovers or I grab a handful of cashews and a couple olives or something. Mm. But I And I hit the couch and I want to watch some wrestling. And I think it's why I like when this show's you know, identity was just a kick-ass often tag match in the opener. Like That suits me perfectly. So I'm happy to see Samoa Joe, and I don't mind it as a thesis statement, but my preference is always going to be a, a high-octane match here. Well, actually, I mean, I suppose my absolute preference, you remember when they were letting John Moxley defend the IWGP US title in the opening spot? You were just getting this fun, strong-style, adjacent match to open the show. That's, that suits my preferences to a T, but anyway. Not, yeah. not oh, I, promos aren't my, my thing. It was the Orange Cassidy slot for quite some time as well. And that, that suits me fine largely, too. How about you? Uh, I, I think I think you probably don't go back to it again, right? So it's one of those it's one of those things that you like to see, and then it, you it, it, there's almost no way for it to ask. Like it's it, it week to week, it, it's not going to be as effective uh, unless something dramatic is thrown into it. And then there's nothing at the, at this time. It's sort of a statement that he's up here, and everything else is going to have to play out. And I think we know that now that that's the framing. He might pop in, but I don't think he'll be opening the show again with it. Me personally, I think they probably have something. Yeah, lined up. I. I agree. Something tasty. I agree with you. Lined up. But uh, nice to see Joe from Samoa. And now, Zeus, I want to do sort of an unorthodox keep it or kick it and have a bit of a discussion in tangent to Joe's promo. Again, it's A-Double Dude's classic. We, we can get a little wacky here, but if you don't mind getting ready on the keep it or kick it music. Yeah. Chat, you know the rules. I'm going to give you a prompt from my pro wrestling brain. And you're going to tell me if you want to keep that prompt, which means you like it, you love it, you want some more of it. In the emotes bar. Go look. Beautiful keeping kick emotes, courtesy of Bobby Two Beers. Keep it, kick it. Hate it, love it. Want more of it. You understand. This prompt, the AEW rankings, will be here one year from now. Keep it, okay, get 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 A lot of people are saying keep, that's for sure. Uh, Denny DeRocha starts us off, and Marlon Phillips and Anfield Road and Kev Sell, they all say keep. Ashton Kusher kicks. Hey, my name is Will, Sludge Williams, uh, Steve Seppa 55, Ryan PM, all keep. Deemer 316 kicks, and then 
Five straight keeps, Gritchy, I'll be 19, Keek 17, 17, OC and best friends with keeps, Dark Lord DKL with a kick, and then three more keeps, Quagon Jinajush, Irish Mac 21, and Trilly Mick Guinness. That is uh, 80, probably 80, probably 80, 20. The fuck are these people thinking? <laughs> I think I think they'll be around in a year. I do. I do. What I the think. fuck are you thinking? <laughs> it, you know, I'm. it's not about what I'm thinking. It's what do I think Tony is thinking. Yeah. Uh, I think they're. Thinking? I think they're here in a year. I, I just do. Uh, how do you feel in general about them coming back, dude? Um, mixed. Uh, I I sort of I, I sort of am happy about it. Sort of flags to you that we're going back. Like like we're going back. Don't worry, we're going back to yeah. no worries and and we're you going back. When things were good, ah, everything's on the up. Who knows who they view? We got Okada. It's different. Um. <laughs> So it is sort of like a return to what they what they were about in a way of like you call it keeping it honest sort of but like uh serving as reminders I don't know it it's it, it I feel like it can be used reasonably effectively but um I'm skeptical I, I want it to work as like a as like a traditional sports fan I want it to work yeah. I I really do I guess I see how well they work in actual sports like the boxing rankings are a disaster the ufc rankings are a disaster and pro wrestling's even harder to do it with i just i love them early no i love everything when they do sports presentation and wins mean something but again as you can see on the wednesday night show wbcw meltdown with slack and i i just like to do it through like you have to win two clear contender matches and then you get to a number one contendership match or the bigger the win, the closer you are. But the, the idea that it always has to be a streak or like amount of matches when like a win over John Moxley is worth so much more than five wins over almost anyone on this show. Right. And that conundrum, I, I just don't understand how it exists within pro wrestling booking over the long term. Um, yeah. I've never seen a fed do it. I've seen what four now, three or four feds fail at it long term. So, uh, but almost, the, the spirit of it being the bat signal of the return is also encouraging to me, to be clear. It's almost akin to, I'll say, the college football rankings, the way you were explaining it there. Because college football rankings, some weeks you play an absolute nothing team. And some, some weeks you play your biggest rival or your your uh, underdog in a, in a game and you win. And, and that win against a good team means more. Uh, or like a close loss against a good team can mean more than a win against a, a bad How team. How do people feel about those rankings? Oh, the most fixed, crooked thing probably oh. exists in sports. But <laughs> but here's the thing. You almost sort of, as you were explaining it, it's like you, you have C's are bad, boxing's is bad. Um, I'm telling you that this other thing is bad. Maybe it's like, maybe that's the saving grace of it being rankings though, right? Sort sure. of secretly. It's like, this is actually how rankings are though. So... Yeah, yeah. If you had to talk yourself into it, if you were dead set on on taking the rankings pill, you could do it that way. Don't know if I would, but you could. Qui-Gon Jin and Juice saying, one concern I have is the oversaturation of belts. There's like three or four men's singles titles, just a mess if you're pulling challengers from the same pool. Yeah. So I, this is I think the rankings are just for the world title. This is, I think, the micro solve within the rankings, if we're allowing ourselves to Veer off course a little bit here and talk about this. Yeah. I think we should be. Um, if they were to line it up as uh, in a way of like you had to state the division you were in, that would be something that I think is probably helpful. I would love that. You know, I, I said on the you know how much I would love to do that. So that the number one. That I think could work. 
Yeah, yeah. I I would love that. I said it was the number one change I'd make in AEW is guys have to announce uh for divisions. I said that in my mailbag last month. Is and then you keep if they want to keep records within that. But yeah, it, yeah. Anyway. Uh, I respect anyone also saying, sort of continuing what you were saying, Zoobs, the controversy is kind of fun with the rankings. It promotes some discussion. So, yeah, I, I can see that side of it. They have to they have to fix what I think doomed them the first time, which was like, oh, yeah, uh, Dark counts. And... and people are just showing, oh, Lee Moriarty is 401. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, Captain Sean Dean is challenging for the title. He's, he's won a million matches. He's like, Captain who? Yeah, Where's winning on... Winning on the TV, winning on the main TV show, like winning on Dynamite should count for you know what I mean. Dynamite wins should almost be to completely play out the college triple thing. It would be like a, it would be like a conference win, an in conference win, where you're like, okay, beat the direct competition. Want to know? Anyway, that's that's a little that's a little uh, noodled upon. After hearing from Samoa Joe, we move on to Hangman Adam Page versus Penta Pentagon Pentagon Junior. Um, fun dynamite opener. I'm gonna maybe pause that Hangman isn't my favorite TV wrestler because this this thing there was him and Claudio, and then there was him and Penta. I like those matches, but neither of them. When I see them on paper, I go, "Ooh, I'm licking, I'm licking my chops to see those." And then when I'm watching them, I'm like these are good. Yeah, and and th- this was good. I liked Samoa Joe on commentary a bunch. I think a lot of people really enjoyed the corkscrew uh, made in Japan that he hits late in this match, which. Of course, did look phenomenal out of Pentagon. Stiff chops from both, but I don't know. Does not get a second gear for you ever, Zoops? No. Uh, part of what makes it sort of a, an overall, um, you know, lower scoring night for me is I just sort of felt like all the stuff that was on, that on paper was like, mm, could go either one this, sort of ended up in this zone where I was like, yeah, it's a good match. Nothing I feel like I have to, like, put a star in the notebook next to, you know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, yeah, it, cool, interesting, no, cool, interesting matchup. You knew Hangman was going to win. Pentagon hasn't won a singles match that I can remember. Um, he's a great opponent, and he's amazing, and we all they love lost him. To Punk Cody. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know when the last time he won a singles Kenny. match. But I, yeah, he's only again similar to Suzuki before. Only only taking on the highest of competition, but a guy that uh, you know I think we all have a ton of affinity for, and and is a reliable. Good match. You're right. I don't think either one of them took it into. I can't believe this is on free TV sort of territory. Right. No, and I think everyone would, uh, excuse me, agree there. I will say, the booking spot on with Hangman. If you're going to have him in the title scene with Swerve, the guy who he just lost to, you have to be giving him meaningful singles wins that make him feel in that vicinity. And Claudio and Pentagon are those guys. Uh, like you say, Zoobs. I'm sure they do not have the the greatest records, but they're positionally they are not nothing wins to beat pentagon or claudio and those those are singles wins that if you're on dynamite can get you into title scenes even if you're included alongside a guy who has beaten you twice in the last what four or five months yeah yeah well said but that's it i thought these two were good good not great i'm ready for hanger to have like something on television where i'm like okay yes let's go cowboy but if he's just gearing up for a big run maybe a title run and he doesn't want to risk some injury or go a billion percent because he wants to leave some ceiling for the pay-per-view i got no problem with it he was well well above the bar of watchability yeah yeah does penta need a singles win zoop um i don't know as to serve as like gatekeeper to the upper division i guess like is that was that to prove it somebody doesn't it's tough who who you're giving him wins over right it's sort of a weird Sort of yeah. a weird, sort of a weird little puzzle with him. 
It's Orange Cassidy backstage with Renee Paquette, former co-worker of the Zoobs. And he says, listen, uh, I don't know what Roderick Strong is making such a big deal about. I'll definitely wrestle him. That's not a, that's not a problem. Uh, so, yeah. But if you want to wait six weeks until Revolution, I'm going to wrestle and I'm going to fight guys anyway. So I guess I'll see you there. But I'm going to do my thing. So uh, I told Tony, get some of my friends and enemies to wrestle and I'll wrestle the winner. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm never a fan of the announce. This is a, in anything. The announced match, but there's stuff in between. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so all of these. Every time no they do it. Doing... Every time they do it, they they come up the next week and they're like, shit, what do we do now? And you're just like, right, idiots. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> now, I do prefer this. To <laughs> Wait a couple weeks a... to do the first fucking thing. It's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you're, you're damn right. And I must say, I am glad that we're not hearing him go orange for, for six weeks. And we just have it. It's just on the books for yeah. six weeks from now. We'll probably get some ramping up near the um pay-per-view but anyway not the worst uh yeah i don't even i don't know i don't i don't i don't love the, the oc's uh interview style i know that it's like the best sort of the cranked up version of him it's not for me really how much does orange cassidy versus roderick strong need to kick ass as a match i i mean what do you mean by need to i feel like i'm i'm out on it emotionally out on Roddy Strong is 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 like a it it's dye it has stained it it's it's <laughs> the pen goes oh. to write it in and it just leaks and you're like ah what if he yells the name yeah what if indeed uh what if we go backstage it's the young bucks I'm triggered I'm the guy they're doing this to get heat from I never <laughs> felt like this in pro wrestling before in my life I'm triggered and. Uh, you got the Young Bucks, they're walking through the hallway. They're dressed in EVP mode. They're they're gonna wrestle. Don't you worry. They're gonna they're gonna get Sting and Darby at the pay-per-view. But first, they're here to plan out the show. They repeat the Matthew and Nicholas line, which I was like, you guys already said that that's what you want to be called. They don't know if you've heard, but backstage morale is at an all-time high. <laughs> <laughs> and uh... then top flight walk by. And they, they fist bump, but the Young Bucks are also insulting to them. So so they're heel, they're heel EVPs. I'm, I'm not the guy who can who can critique this stuff. I don't know. I mean, it's, it, they're very, they're deeply annoying. These are the guys, we're back to skits and bits with the hee-hee-ha-ha gang. This feels like uh, between the elite all over again. And I don't know. Not for me. You're yeah. I mean, they do the classic. Uh, you're getting worked, Josh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people love to say that when you just like dislike something, but the person's heel. It's like, oh, it's working. Baron Corbin is good because you think he's bad when he's heel. It's like, oh yeah, you're a great thinker. Wow, move, move over, Plato. I found I found the greatest mind of our time wants to actively watch bad things because that's what heels are. Yeah, it's not actively wanting the baby face to win and maximizing investment. Thank you, uh, Ultimate Genius, Super Brain. Um, Demer three sixteen and, and the Zoob saying it correctly. Where were these guys eighteen months ago? Crazy. Where right? were you guys? Crazy. He was um, here. In that in that vein, I uh, I do sort of view it of like they put worse stuff on this show that I could tolerated way less than this at least in the time between. Like it's like it's a step up from the average thing that seems to be going on when they go backstage nowadays. So 
I'll take it. Danny DeRosha putting some Josh heads in the chat. Don't mind that. Fine, fine baby. <laughs> okay, we're gonna catch up tonight. And you and you've you've taken Jug away from us. We've <laughs> Jug was getting too over. I'm, I'm, he's still here. I'm just filling my bottle off screen. <laughs> oh, I noticed. Staged by a Jug. Jug got a Jug got a huge pop out of the gate tonight, and you're doing the like Jug's not here. Jug, <laughs> Jug couldn't make it. Here, I'll, I'll tease it. it's in the room but for god's sakes i'm not gonna i saw the reaction last week when i went to take a piss and jug co-hosted if you can even call it that with zooms it was the most reacted to moment of the program you go to our twitch statistics yeah the hottest moment of the show is when i go off screen for the goddamn jug basically automatically clips it i would say jug's not here tonight boo <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jug is not in the building tonight. <laughs> Camera cuts. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm so interested to hear what Zoob thought of this one. It's Wardlow versus Trent Beretta. And we'll talk through the match. It's a shoulder block right away out of Wardlow. He absolutely lays out Trent and gets him up for the F5000. Wardlow, who loves to taunt after a move. No one loves to, no one likes to let a move soak in like Wardlow. Wardlow's like, offense, all right. Ah, all right, okay, okay. Offense, yeah, feeling yourself. He takes that New York, like, oh, yeah, let him feel everything. All the all the old school guys who love Randy Orton, even though he has a zero rewatchability match catalog and has wrestled every meaningful wrestler of the last 30 years. Moving on. No respect for the fight. Moving on. Uh, it's <laughs> F5000. But then Trent Small packages him out of nowhere, fires up a, a bunch of stiff forearms, fires him to the outside, and then hits a dive. I got kind of hooked into this match. I was I was uh, interested in the Trent fire up. I didn't think he was going to win, but I thought this was good as uh, gold here in the front half. Zoobs, were you uh, hooked by this match at all? I was thinking of you as it was on TV. Not as much, I don't think. We we sung the praises of Trent pretty well last week of his like ability as a a no doubter, like put him in anywhere with anybody, anything, and make it look pretty darn good and get you going and believing both ways and hit the marks and be as good as anybody in there in terms of those things. And I think this is just a continued, you know, the ex maybe my expectation closer of, of where we get of what you would get when you put things in Trent's hands, I suppose. It was interesting because I felt like Wardlow was elevated doing Wardlow things. So I suppose for one, very obviously Trent must've just told him, I'm not taking seven power bombs. You can powerbomb me once, but it's going to be last ride up in the air, wedgie bomb style. You can fucking kill me, dude, but I'm taking one. So I already think that's such a monster improvement for Wardlow right there. Not doing the boom, boom, boom. It's just, I don't get it. Just kill him on one. It's, it's great. But I just felt like Wardlow was comfortable in there with him. And again, that's just the professionalism of Trent. I don't think this means Wardlow is better. I'm not more invested in anything besides... You'll note Wardlow went fucking scurrying back to the Undisputed Kingdom once Big Chucky e. T, no longer injured, hits the ring. You see, he, yeah. he's in there. He's acting all the time. I'm going to go after him. Chuck comes. Whoa. It's probably the most consistently true thing that the through line the show has, I would say. It probably – no one – well, they know that they can beat him, but they can't survive him. You know what I'm saying? I do. They don't want to have a broken neck to have to pin someone lower card. There's no, there's no exchange for being in there with Chuck Taylor. It makes the booking so high, hard. His name value, his perceived win relative to his danger, 
incredible ratio. Um, Tornado DDT was cool. He just carries uh, Wardlow very, very heavy to the end. And then Wardlow, of course, picks up the pin off this big power bomb. It sort of teases a Trent turning on best friends thing. Like it lingers for a while. He sort of hangs with Rocky as Chuck and uh, Orange leaves the scene. Trent, I got, I got to warn you, brother. You're, you're, you're <laughs> dead nowhere without Chuck Myers. I would, I would be chaining myself to the Kentucky gentleman. You're gonna try and split from these guys. Uh, what, what do you think, Zoobs? Am I reading too far into this, or were they saying that he is possibly looking uh, interesting? I don't even know a world where their their friends aren't friends uh what's it like it sounds scary i've been there before very dark time yeah i you ever been really mad at a friend before yes sure awful feeling it's like i don't want to be mad at you right now hate it never at the zoop so well i'm sure i'm sure it maybe once or twice i don't know i've never been mad at you wow ever i'm not i I operate at a high intensity, so it's like, get me <laughs> mad. It's like, something would have to happen. Sure. But that's true. Uh, then we get an announcement after this match, Subes. <laughs> Blue Justice is popping up on Collision this week, opposite the Royal Rumble, which right. I will mention this Friday. WBCW Meltdown. A rumble of our own is going down, baby. This Friday night, our monthly Meltdown Friday stream. Bring your weed, bring your drinks, bring your snacks, bring your brain bucks. We're going late. We're getting sloppy. We have booked Jeff Cobb versus the unpinned Sam Bancroft. We have booked the tag title scene, which I can't remember right now. Tag titles are up for grabs. Um, Deathmatch championship. Mr. Ferguson going against Grave Robber. It's an incredible (sighs) two-card double feature this Friday night. WBCW meltdown seven in the West ten in the East. Me and Torque Pendulum. Amazing, amazing! Wow, wow! Great to see Grave Robber in a big position. He's he is undefeated, or Grave he hasn't Robber. taken a pin. He's Gra- lost in a tag team, but he is just on an unbelievable run. Yeah, Grave Robber's serious, serious business. Yeah, he is. He's gonna be tough to beat this Friday. Come see what all the buzz is about. Would you be interested in Trent? Ah, uh, we moved on. Whatever. Probably not. <laughs> Blue Justice showed up on Collision opposite the Royal Rumble Zooms. It's Yuji Nagata versus Brian Danielson on Collision. Hello, what? What are we talking about? What are we talking about, though? You know, I guess we we have to retire. It's the, it's the Danielson retirement tour. But, but like, what? <laughs> Nagata Collision. I would. I could believe this is. I don't know. That's gonna be good. I'm, it's not going to be like an, in, un, an insanely good match, but for Collision, it's, I'd be happy if that was on Dynamite. It's the Rumble. What do you think of and that? No one's no one's watching Collision this weekend, right? But what do you think of that? What do you think? Would, would you go? Would you go? What, would, what way would you approach the no one's watching Collision this weekend shows? Well, I'll be two screening things because I'm home Saturday. So yeah. I will have, but I only have interest in the men's and maybe women's rumbles because I've watched every one of my entire life. I've seen everyone's ever happened. I'll probably continue watching them forever. I've no, I don't even know what the rest of the card is. Is there a, is punk wrestling on? Rumble? I assume oh, it's probably in the rumble. Probably winning the rumble, right? Right. So yeah, I'll watch the men's rumble. But besides that, I'd watch collision. There's something else on collision. I want to see too. I can't remember right now. Kaden's asking a very interesting question here. Zoops, who do you think is winning the rumble? CM Punk, I assume. 
The one time you can ask that question and be on top of that's a, that's an <laughs> unbelievable. It's been the like easiest. That. It's been the new. It's very easy. Anybody ask me any about WWE? I assume CM Punk, Cody um, Rhodes. Well, I, I heard Cody's not not finishing the story anymore because because uh, uh, Dwayne Rock and CM Punk are there. Well, there you go. So, what? How? I mean, when's it still the story? We're already what two years into it. The story's over. Some stories never end. Tell them, Zoobs. On again, what they came to see. This is a silly episode of AEW, dudes. I'm loving it. Finally, when Matt's not here, things can get a little. We can finally get a little loose. Finally, it's so up. weird that this is our goofiest episode finally, in forever. And finally, Matt's gone. Shake it up a little bit, you know. Is that where they are? See, Supper? Eugene and God is in Boise City, Louisiana. That's wild. I wonder if he's ever been there before, Zoops. I'm gonna guess not. You think that's you think that's bad? Wait till they're asking Okada to do that. <laughs> oh, hey, we, this is our platform. I, I'm just gonna say it here. You all can take a breath. Okada's not going to New York. I promise you. I, I guarantee it. He, he's not. There's just a zero. There's ten hints that he's going to AEW. He's not going to New York. You can all breathe easy. I see people go, "Oh, they're gonna put him in OXT." There's a rumor they're putting him in OXT. Yeah, because New York leaks shit like that to try and demean a guy. Oh yeah, Okada. Yeah, we kind of would want him, but you know, maybe have to put him in NXT so he knows to look at the, the camera. Where, where's the camera? It's like, oh yeah, you're gonna have Shawn Michaels teach Okada something. What the fuck is Shawn Michaels gonna teach Okada? He's not going soon. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't know how people are worried. I mean, you never know until you know, right? They're on. Net- I know. They're on Netflix now. Billions of dollars. Big superstar. Didn't have to work very hard. Easy money. Never gonna happen. Well, not never, but not next. I hope not. I, I sincerely hope not. Would you? Would you get them to? Uh... Tune into if they did if they did did get him. Are you watching Okada matches in New York? No, it's over for me. Yeah, you're watching Okada entrances there. Yeah, probably. That sounds pretty yeah. sick. Yeah. yeah. They do the big coin drop. Yeah, he probably rides in on a big AR coin. I'm like, what? It's coming at me. I don't know. I'm stupid, right? I'm dumb. I'm like, I'm so much stupider than I am now watching it. Obviously, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's on a cloud. How are they doing this? What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. And then Cody loses, and I like literally punch a hole in the drywall. And I have my house. He needs to finish his story. <laughs> I need to finish. I I laugh and joke. This my son. What what if they get my son? What if I'm not? This is the hardest part of parenting. What if they go? What if they get my son? You know, that would be cool. It would be. It'd be funny. They come to town. They come to the Kitchener on the holiday holiday tour every year. Yeah, that that I, I think. Watching it through that lens, given, like, the history of it, I, I don't – I imagine you could – you think about other things that he could watch, and if you were watching along and where Raw would rank along, like, some other stuff that's for kids, it's like you might rather be watching Raw. Like, three hours, kid. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Play some video games, for God's sake. Go to bed, for Christ's sake. <laughs> uh Diana Perrazzo is out for a sit-down with Tony Storm. Credit to AW Production, who just generally doesn't get it. They did a split thing where half the screen was black and white and half the screen was colored. That's good, right? That's good production. How'd they do that? How do they do it? <laughs> is it two cameras? Couldn't be. 
just spray paint. It's all they spray paint the one. They sprayed everything. Black Absolutely and white. right. Guy's and probably holding up a card. Guy holding up a card on the lens. Uh, no, neat. Wait, it's it? different. People look. You look. People are. People are. Do the classic person. The person in 2024 who is flipping channels <laughs> and not selecting from a menu exactly what they want to watch. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a neat little wrinkle. It's different. It, it continues the it continues this the the size of Tony Storm. Are you still? You were early on the Tony Storm. I don't know if it's going to be forever. What do you think about Tony Storm uh, in this situation here? It's two totally different things. It's Tony Storm, the character, is the most fully formed thing in the women's division. And Tony Storm, the in-ring wrestler as this character, is such a total non-starter for me. Like, I, I don't like comedy wrestling or, like, super gimmicky heavy wrestling. And I frankly think she's one of the best workers in the division. So it feels like it's like, oh, man, this division, somebody else do the this stuff. Like, we need Tony Storm, the, the, the fighter. Mm-hmm. But uh, here, I thought she was very strong and fully formed. And, you know, I, I thought Deanna was all right. She wasn't she wasn't great. But this is a high-effort feud. And the crowd is up for it in a way that they weren't for a lot of this show. And you know the dynamic. And Mariah's in the canon as well. And so it's like, there is something cooking here that I have to praise. Even if I think Deanna is the weak link on the mic. She is getting good reactions, and she is received as a bigger deal than I view her. So what the hell? You're you're, you're positing two stars who have matching tattoos. So that's that's a wild thing to get to pull out in a wrestling feud. Pretty good. That's pretty good, right? That's, that that helps. We it's should more, get those more. I don't have. This is the one problem. I don't, I don't have any. Right. I would love to get a matching one. That would be my only tattoo. That'd be a, that'd be even better. Yeah. For you, the, it would it would be, for me. I would, get, I would probably be in. I'd be in deep with my wife if I got a, tat, a matching tattoo with someone else before her, for sure. What if it was a cool tattoo though? What if it, we both got one that said Melissa rocks? <laughs> she'd sort of be. It'd be. Well, like, well yeah, yeah. She she had tough tough to get past that for. <laughs> it's sort of weird for me to have it, I suppose. Well, you. I think she rocks. Though. You could She'll explain it pretty it. easy, right? It wouldn't be too yeah. hard. Matching, matching see that's the thing like you have a lot of tattoos so it like it right. would it would be, you would get asked about it less than i would that's true you're right nobody like, would I be guess... like well what's melissa rocks mean you would be like oh you must know somebody who melissa named melissa who rocks i don't actually have any questions about that me my only tattoo they'd be like what's up with that you say my wife <laughs> she rocks my wife but this is a this is actually a tattoo with my friend josh well, you, oh, you don't say that part, Zooms. Come on. <laughs> but we don't show anyone for years. And then. Anyway. Uh, Good sit down here, I thought. and Or at least high effort. And I'm happy to see if Deanna needs to improve on the mic, this is how it's going to go. I think she's already better than her debut where she was mortified. And then last week she was simply frightened. And here she was Serena Deeb here. And so we're, we're on the ascent. <laughs> we're green lines. Like, friendly adjectives and we're we're on the ascent and it feels big time man like this is the most meaningful feud for that belt since what rosa brit yeah maybe jamie don't put any it's all just one shots sheeta and tony i don't know jamie hater had a had a rise didn't really get to she didn't really get in the person we thought she would very strange diana says in response Okay, so first I gotta say Tony's line about how Deanna was body shamed. And she's like, yeah, I was. And she's like, there's so much else to shame you about. <laughs> I like that. That's a good insult. 
And then Deanna says, this is insane. Like, this is the problem. The angle is good here. Deanna's just not a confident enough performer. She's like, I don't even know what's going on here. Like, this is not the person I know at all. You're acting very weird. It's a good way to ground yourself in reality opposite a weird character. Like, you make them seem like they're mentally broken. But she's just not quite strong enough on the horn yet to bring it out. Then she goes, you think I don't know you? And then show your th- your ankle. And they both show their matching tattoo. I don't know. I was, uh, I thought this was largely good. Like you said, it's a tough, it's a tough ask to get her to point out the absurdity of the thing that we're doing with Tony and not like blow it so far to proportion that you're like, yeah, it is stupid. You're right. Right. Like we all know we're all, we're all going along with it. You know what I mean? It's like, 100%. yeah, it is dumb. Obviously fucking we're not <laughs> like we'd be dumb, but we're not stupid. Right. Sort of thing. Is like, <laughs> gotta be a smart ass than a dumbass. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's something, right? We're doing we're doing stuff here. We're as you said, it's reps, it's it's building depth and, and building more people and more and more people, and uh, we're going we're rolling in any direction at all right now with with Deanna in the division and people already having a post this feud feud lining up coming up and just sort of like knowing that yeah. we're going to, ha- we're going to have action and hopefully people take it seriously and similar to what we talked about off the top with like a losing challenger still being a part of the show immediately after, I think um, having some of that like activity at the top of the card sort of conversation. Yeah. I think you're so right. Being able to have future div- uh, vision speaks about the division itself. And I, Zoops, I've largely adopted your why would talk about the pieces that aren't here. It's actually not all that interesting, especially in a pro wrestling sense. And yet in this situation, I can't help but think about it would be really nice if we are getting sort of a, a foundation bubbling and then the Mercedes Monet comet hits this planet. It really feels like you could get something cooking there in a way that they haven't before. So would love if this was uh, not the peak of it. If there, if this was a good foundation, finally, yeah, good, good call. Matching tattoos for Zoobs and I. Would we get a duck like them? Maybe a cute little duck. Oh, well, uh, cycle like the Sedines suggested half of a brain. Oh, that's actually kind of good. That's cute. Or, or I mean, it wouldn't be matching, but one of us getting a sword and a shield, or we both get both. Both get the sword. Yeah, we both get a sword and a shield. Yeah, a little crest. <laughs> that's funny. Do you know how many matches and titles the BCC has won, Zoobs? Four. Lots. That's what John Moxley has to say. We're not really, or despite all that, guess how many celebration parties we've had, Zoobs? Remember when Samoa Joe said he was at a celebration party dance? It's about the same amount of Miedo as we have. Zero. Uh, I'm making a commitment. A commitment to these fans. A commitment to be elite. Look it up in the dictionary. It looks like some people come over here and they don't know what it means. The party's over. I will maim and torture anyone who can't get with the program. Awesome. Thank you, John. Yes. That's right, John. That's what I want to hear, Zoo. I don't know. What you want to hear? I can't uh, tell what your face is doing. It wasn't really about anyone or anything. Really? No, but it feels like, a to me, a... And again, I would... We're six weeks out from the pay-per-view, and this zone is always lacking for this stuff, and I do agree with that. It's not really um, anything, you know? It's a it's good fire. It's not really anything. It just feels 
in line with the stage Joe set, the table Joe set at the beginning sure. to me, where it's like this shit where people are coming over, calling things in, things are getting goofy. Like that's over. I will maim and torture MJF if he tries to steal anyone's belt. I don't, and I don't want to put it all on MJF either. For the record, I like most of these titles. <laughs> Yeah, we, it's a shame that way that that ended erases like the guy had the fucking match with Danielson. The the Iron Man was like unbelievable. Yep. Like yep. all that unbelievable matches he had thrown away. Before the Jay White stuff, only the four pillars was bad at all. I think we liked largely everything else. Thought he was a show highlight lots of the time. Yeah. All right, Zeus. Finally, I think you probably said finally at this next part because we got a promo from two of your favorite Zeus. It's uh, Ty of Valkyrie and Johnny TV. Johnny TV, yeah. Mr. TV. I got to say, between the two of us, <laughs> Johnny TV and I were like neck and neck for who's been on TV the most in the, <laughs> in the last three months. I was like, yeah, I, I do two minute hit it here and there too, buddy. <laughs> I might give you the edge, to be honest. I think you've probably been on TV more than Johnny TV. <laughs> That's is- it. Gutsy. How do you figure that out? Yeah, Johnny here every Wednesday. Like, yeah, that is. Wait a minute, <laughs> Zoobsy TV, I guess. <laughs> and he's the John. I mean, geez, you do not talk about Twitch TV. I'm we're lapping this dude. <laughs> Get, oh yeah, I mean, viewers too. Uh, they're the most TV ready couple in AEW. They're ready. I, I just okay, they're down, ready. What? They're ready. Whew. TV. I just wrote what? It's not a brag. We're the most, you can't just. We could find one for us. We're we're the we're the most guys wearing a Brixton hoodie and a green room shirt on Twitch tonight. Okay. Yep. TV ready. You even so you're not on TV, but you're ready to be more than everyone. <laughs> not very mean? good to me. What's the measurement? I'm not clamoring for more Johnny Dynamite or whatever he's going to call himself. Next time I, I don't it. like seeing Johnny TV, except when he's on Survivor. He's a good Survivor player. Sure. Not a Johnny TV fan myself. And, and Ty Valkyrie them. probably close behind. I think probably like probably more than Johnny TV, but less than most. I don't know. Yeah, prob not by much though. It's it's margins in either direction. <laughs> Duh. Mox and Renee are more He's TV ready. This Fiatso three. I agree. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and then they kiss. Yes, they do. They that's love. That's what love looks like, guys. Yeah. People Open up your eyes. Kiss, Both on TV. Let's make out. Not bad. This Driscus dude play Cena's coach kiss. There you go. And he's a champion. Yeah. I, I don't know about that, though. All right. Swerve Strickland versus Jeff Hardy. And uh, is this going to be embarrassing? What is this going to be? <laughs> Match. And I thought... That Jeff Hardy made a decent account of himself years ago. Now he looked <laughs> fucked up, and he he moved. I he mean, it's, sh- it's shitty funny, and man. bad it was one of the two words. I was like, he looks he's he's moving really shittily. Is sort of how I was thinking. <laughs> there's there's this great old clip of uh, Olympic wrestler Alexander Carolyn, and he must be like in his sixties or seventies. He's an old guy at this point. He's hunched over. And you can see he's trying to talk through. There's kids. There's like guy, college age guys on the mats like, trying to talk them through certain wrestling moves. He's like, "Okay, actually, here, just let me get on there." And he replaces one of the guys. And as soon as he starts wrestling, he looks forty years younger. And it's funny because when he goes into Jeff Hardy mode, this guy looks better 
like doing a flying back elbow into a barricade than he does hitting the ropes. And I don't know what you do with that besides put on matches. I thought this was a gas. I, I had a blast watching this. I thought Swerve Strickland understood what to do. You're going to have to take some weighty Jeff Hardy offense because the Jeff Hardy aerials look, he feels like he weighs a thousand pounds out there. He just falls like a stone, like, like Joey Janela and Mick Foley before him. Does he fall heavy? But I imagine Zoobs, based on your score, you didn't like this one as much as me. Uh, yeah, it wasn't as much. You just sort of like I don't. What did what did Swerve ever do to have to carry Jeff Hardy for, for 10, 15 minutes on a Wednesday? Uh, take this weird ass, as you said, heavy lead ass guy, just like making you drag him in the first five minutes, where you're just like, Jesus Christ. He's moving really shittily and really, really, really poorly. You're just like, God damn. And you have the Hardy. Maybe you don't have it as bad as I do. I have such ultimate Hardy fatigue. Seeing Matt Hardy is, uh, unfortunately, like a real reflex um, for me. What if he breaks, though? It's over, man. What what year are we talking about here? 2015. Yeah, that's nine years ago. And he was old. What a 10-year anniversary thing. Let me know how TNA likes it. Like, I hope, okay. I hope it draws for TNA. I wish them the best. Um, he does the Great War. Sounds dope. Uh, the, boat, the dilapidated <laughs> boat. Anyway. Uh, I don't like Swerve's new uh, Titantron or LED at all. He has, like, Sammy Guevara comic book stuff now. It looks super babyface. It's all I primary was, colors. I, and... the same. I was like, this is really out of character. For Does he usually just use the Mogul Embassy one? I, th- I would assume so. It's got his name all over it. So they they come out later, and his name is the first thing you see on the screen. <laughs> anyway. That, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought there were, like I said, some insane moves here. The backbreaker that's hit that looks to fold Jeff Hardy in half in, a, in the best way possible. Jeff Hardy's fire up with his shirt off, uh, gets the crowd insanely into it. There's a nobody's home on the swanton that looks like he almost goes through the mat on it. A twist of fate on the stairs, but Zoobs, my God. Jeff taking a giant bump and Nana dancing over him is one of the visuals of the year. Like, I was like, what is Jeff Hardy doing? That looks so painful. Like, just to the floor. And then the foreground. Here he comes. <laughs> I when I drive. Yeah, I when I... Like, I was just like, oh, Nana, you're doing him dirty here, man. The crowd comes alive for it. A really good house call, too. I think Swerve was getting him back for some of the stuff that he had gotten earlier in the match. And then a swerve stomp that looked okay, but he just needs a new finisher because you can't actually just jump on someone's head from the, the top turnbuckle. And so it's always some version of looking bad. Yeah, I agree with that. Unless you're just like a tiny peanut, like a uh, Finn Balor. What would you give him like a submission, like a, like a sadistic submission? What would you do? Yeah. Strike? I, I like, he, d- he does finishes where he just hits that back kick, the house call like three yeah. times and then pins the guy. I, I'm a fan of that where the, the guy's finisher is like, like Misawa. Misawa's finisher is beating your ass, beating the pulp out of you. Sometimes it's the driver. Sometimes it's a forearm. Something like it's, it's beating the shit out of you until you can't kick out from three. So that's always my preference. But so those, that multiple move thing is cool to me too, but I'm not all that picky. Just not, uh, oh yeah. The JML driver, G Richie and uh sees upper shout no, Yeah. I wouldn't mind that, but I'm not picky. Just not the stomp. And it's very baby facey. He climbs to the top. Give him something else. Kick a guy a bunch in the head with the house call. Fine by me. But I enjoyed this match. Jeff Hardy, again, you can't do this very often. I'm not calling for more Jeff Hardy singles on television. Yeah. But there's some guys. I mean, you tell me, I don't know, who's, you tell me Brian Cage is getting in there with Jeff Hardy. I go, okay. 
Brian, I hope that's on the weekend shows. <laughs> you don't want to see Brian Cage, Jeff Hardy? I don't. I do. I do not. Oh, it's clear. All right, keep it or kick it, chat. Uh, you would like to watch Brian Cage versus Jeff Hardy? <laughs> we'll see what they we'll see what they weigh in with. Um, I think they're gonna be with you. <laughs> Keep Gritchy loves it, loves it. That had to have happened in TNA, right? You booking old TNA <laughs> matches and not telling people. <laughs> so I've always been worried about is we're, we're, I, Jeff Hardy's reeks of that, Matt Hardy reeks of that for me. Um, it's a bit of that on, not so much on on Cage. But look at that. I think of you as a big Matt Hardy guy. It's interesting. It's been a while, brother. It's been a, it's 2024 here. <laughs> Yeah, hot... I was thinking back in 2015, you liked him though. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying. I thought he was retiring the at the end. I thought it was the last thing he was going to do. And if nine years later, he would have changed twice and he's back to just being a guy. <laughs> Looks like it's about split. Oh. Looks like it's about split. That's funny. Did you play the song? I don't even know. No, no. No, oh, okay. I was being quiet. Too. Just watched him roll it. But split. But split. That's funny. Uh, Hangman is getting an interview with Renee. He's 3-0 and going into the rankings dropping. <laughs> and Swerve interrupts. Who beat you last? And Hangman says, new year, new me, dumbass. And Renee says, I'm getting breaking news. Next week, it's Dealer's Choice matches, Zoobs. Hangman Page will pick Swerve Strickland's opponent, and in turn, Swerve Strickland will pick Hangman Page's opponent. Do you have any uh. guesses? And I'll ask the chat this as well. Do you have any guesses who these guys might pick for the other one's opponent? And uh, is this? It, do you? How do you feel about the Dealer's Choice tip? I guess is what I'm really asking. I think it's cool. That's a neat way to a neat way to add a new a new wrinkle to a to a feud and establish who these guys are and who they know. Um, I think that's a who who does Hangman pick? Yeah, I was going to say Cage feels like a, it feels pretty obvious it's going to be Cage for Hangman. They're going to just roll that, run that back. Oh, I've done that match so many times. Um, I hope it's not Brian Cage. I like Brian Cage more than anybody. He must have get my shit in. I was going to say, we just finished doing a big Brian Cage compliment sesh, and I think there's another one yeah. coming up later. So, What a hound dog I am. Yeah, you've been, you've been curveballed a segment in between. Uh, send Hobbs after Swerve. Yeah, like who does who does who does because he's not sending the elite. Um, like Hangman, Hangman said Mox. It's like give him give him Moxley. That's actually where my head was at. Do yeah. Hangman and Mox uh, via Renee? They've had these moments. Are they actually like respect guys? And yeah. Mox is looking to get. Although Mox beating Swerve makes it a little tricky. Uh, like winning the C one. But I think you could get back to those guys. Yeah, Although they probably want to advertise Swerve versus Mox. Yeah, I guess that's true. And and you you sort of think that's you're back in the title conversation when you're having a that's sort of the whole point, right? Anyway, yeah. Well, who else who else is it then, you think? I was one I was thinking of FTR as hangman acolytes, and could you see Dax here? Um, but I didn't actually have any great read, to be honest. I, I went to write something down. And I couldn't find anything that I felt especially strong about, which is nice. I like going into next week wondering. I hope it's just not like 
two mid card guys. It's like, oh yeah, I beat them down. In Evil Uno or something. Yeah. Y- yeah. Well, Uno's almost a weird exception for me because I feel like I like him. Right. But yeah, Dark Order. Totally. I actually don't know how a Dark Order guy didn't cross my mind before. Maybe that is the way they're gonna go. Johnny Hungy. Johnny Hungy. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, go beat up Swerve Strickland. Who have yeah. I got? Where's John the Buffin man? Where's, where's, where's that guy who's three foot eight? Hang on a second. Where's we oh, is somebody? Oh, John Hungry. Are we missing somebody that he's respect. He's got, he got respect of back there recently. Yeah. Are we missing somebody. Who does Hangman respect? Anyway, we'll see you next week. Come on right back. We're gonna be talking about it right after you're on the AEW. Bounty Hunter says Irish Mac. I, I, he's only lost, so yeah. I think that. Be a badge if you want something. Ooh, what if Heyman picks uh, Lance Archer? That's a guy who's from his past. You could say he. You're not going to find a more pro get Lance Archer in singles matches on TV guy than me. Love that from. Uh, love it. Nice, nice, nice call from Skookum Skookum. Good shout in the chat. You gotta love when the chat has a good shout. Love a shout in the chat. All right. All right. Thunder Rosa. Versus Red Velvet. Ooh. A pet peeve of mine happens in this match, Zoobs. The Me. rare thing Vince McMahon and I agree on. A pet peeve of mine happens after the match, so this is I'm interested. Love that. Singles wrestlers who are wrestling each other should not wear gear that looks the same. <laughs> Red Velvet and Thunder Rosa look like teammates. This looks like an interfaction match out there tonight. And I know maybe it's a dumb thing. I said it about Jay White and Mox the other night. They, they looked, it's like, guy, come on, guy, well, you can't put a little color on the pants? Look at the same fella. And very much felt that way about these two tonight. And disappointed with the Thunder Rose. Well, no, that isn't true. I liked her and Queen Aminata quite a lot. But I don't know. This match, this match had its moments. But on whole, I thought it was a step back from some of the steps forward that we've seen lately uh, in the women's division. What did you think of this one, Zoops? Uh, division depth, just sort of still riding the goodwill on. Like it, it helps to have Thunder Rosa there. Yeah. Um, she, she at the end of the match, she crawls right towards the camera and starts talking into it. And they, they go to the camera, they go to the crowd twice. And then in the middle of, she's talking to somebody about something directly into the camera. <laughs> and they fetch the crowd twice. Well, you got it. Maybe the crowd is it possible the crowd was into her they talking us, into the sh- camera? They showed the Savannah bananas on the screen instead. Really something. I was going to ask you, what are those? I, I didn't think. I didn't think there was a team called the Bananas. I couldn't believe that's true. They're basically the, like, you know, the Harlem Globetrotters, how they're sort of like a, yes. it's an exhibition. They're, they're breaking I've rules. I've seen those guys, the Harlem Globetrotters, actually. Baseball's Harlem Globetrotters. Oh. So yeah. you go and watch them do, like, trick shots in baseball. Trick shots and costumes and dance numbers and, like, the, like okay. the fun rules. Like, if a ball gets hit into the crowd and it gets caught. It's an out, that sort of stuff. Like the crowd, the crowd is part of the game in a really neat way. It's it's. Does a, does a guy like you want to go see the bananas? I can see taking my kid. I can see taking Sam. Cool, down to Savannah for the zoops. Yeah, to see the Savannah bananas. Uh, there were some big arm drags that I thought uh, Red was taking that looked very good, selly wise. They were. She's getting up for everything. She's naturally very athletic. I just, you know, none of these people have a lot of reps together. And I thought it showed a little bit here, but not horrible. Just not, you want that bar to sort of stay in the Statlander, Willow, sure, Queen Aminata, Tear, Jamie Hayter. Um, so, yeah. 
Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's good though, right? We're we're seeing the division depth and seeing who is and isn't at the bar and who is they sort of they're sort of at least shaking out the like who who stands where in yeah. a women's division b- below the title. Like at least we're getting you're getting mid to high card action here in in a division that is able to exist um thanks to this. Now it's Sting. Oh yeah. And Darby in the ring. And I must apologize to the viewers. A delivery arrived for me here. I didn't see this. So uh, I don't know if the chat wants to fill me in on what happened. Uh, I get the sense they were like, I'm all in on this tag title match against Ricky and Bill. And people were, I saw Twitter were saying that Darby did a good promo. I regrettably did not see this. Yeah, Darbs comes out and says, I just want to talk about the impact Sting has had on my career, not just in not just 2020 onwards, but, you know, my whole yada, 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 inspiration thing. I met him. I met him early on and said, uh, "You still got it." To him, and he gets the crowds that do that. Um, they do a random cutaway to the young bucks watching it on headsets. Mm-hmm. Um, as a bunch like, of weeks of that, I guess. As like, yeah, they're just EBPs doing clipboard. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like, it's funny, but like, yeah, you know, it's like insider elbowing your buddy. Funny, where where it's pretty highbrow stuff. Anyway, they cut yeah. to that in the back, and then they, yeah, as you said, um. Darby officially lays out the challenge for the tag team titles and and wants Sting to go out as a champion. Very cool. Now, Zoobs, we only have two more segments to talk about because we uh, did the main event off the top of the show. Do you have another uh, run, the the uh, what were we calling it? The shoot, just shoot me question. Sure. Well, what do uh, you think timing-wise? Should we do one? Yeah, let's do it. Right. Um, sure. Okay. This is very simple. Very simple. Uh, a very common, I think, question people talk about all the time. What was your first, like, regular paying job? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, my first regular paying job, I was, uh, <laughs> so I was hired as a bouquet arranger at a greenhouse. How old were you? And I was so, oh, uh, 13. Wow. And I was so bad at it that they demoted me to uh picking picking weed just like general laborer work around the farm where they were growing stuff and i was pretty good at that but then the big my dream job by the end of summer all i was doing was filling up buckets with water for six (laughs) hours a day i'm not joking i had a hose and it was just a cart with buckets and all I did was fill up the buckets two thirds away with water. It was my entire job. Thirteen. Now, this was like pre iPods and stuff, so it's like country radio. I remember being like, "This is sick." <laughs> Thirteen. That's early to be in the workforce. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Oh, hold on a minute. You're that's a uh, that's you were filling buckets three quarters of the way. Did you like know the people before this before the job? No. Wow, I, well, I shouldn't say. I knew a guy who worked there. I was going to say, they hired a 13-year-old to fill buckets. That's wild. Yeah. A friend of mine's dad worked there. And I oh. I don't want to make this a whole thing. But, yeah, I was. we were not very financially. My parents were not. They sure, were very sure. young parents and all this. So what, uh, like, you, don't, you don't mind my asking. What do they pay a yeah. 13-year-old in the six ten mid-90s? $6.10 an hour. Not bad. More than I made in my first job. Yeah. No, and it was cash at the end of the day. It was like not 36 bad. bucks, six-hour shifts. Or was it five-hour? It might have been five-hour shifts. Whatever it was, it was a short shift and cash at the end of the day. And I had never had a job before. So it's yeah, like yeah, you yeah. go from... Christmas, I mean, that's everybody's first job, I suppose. But, like, you know that jump from, like, Christmas money and birthday money to 
oh, I, you, I have $200. Like, I'm the richest guy who's ever lived. <laughs> I'm going to Randy River. I'm buying some jeans. <laughs> I wanted to buy a car. I, I hit $800 in my bank account, and I was like, I'm going to buy a car. It was, oh, like a, it was like a completely broken uh, Mustang at uh, a dealership in my town. It was like barely worked. Like I took it for a test drive once. There's like a hole in the floorboard. I was like, I could have a Ford Mustang. Like I... that is so funny and relatable. Eight hundred dollars is the perfect amount to be like, oh, I have that. I can go in a fucking vehicle. I could be I could be rolling around in a car. Man. It's so funny because in hindsight, it's like man, I'd have to get that e tested. I would have to get that certified. It would have been insured. I was like sixteen and a half. Being like I'm gonna buy a. So funny. That's amazing. That's cool. What wow. was your first paying job? I was uh, so I'll, summer job counts here, right? This is a oh, that's what this was for me. So yeah. I, I I went yeah, it was only for the two months of summer. I worked. Uh, my mom lives now, and we when I was a kid, we had a my aunt had a, my grandma pardon me had a cottage, um, in a beach town on Sogging oh. Shores. It's on Lake Huron. Uh, for those of you that are listening in Ontario, so it's like the northern part of. Uh, Southern Ontario, sort of. There's that big boot, and then it goes up top. Northern Ontario is a totally different thing. The the okay. the bottom of Southern Ontario, um, beautiful lake front water. And growing up, uh, there was a. I worked in an ice cream shop, uh, oh, on the beach in that town. Yeah, it was tons of fun. Was it just oh, like, packed during the summer? Uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty. It was pretty reliably busy on weekends and like long weekends, especially. It was like crazy busy. Um, during the sometimes like during the week in early summer, it wasn't that wild, but yeah. So How was the ice cream there? It was okay. I think Chapman's. So when you're a kid, you're you know ice you're eating ice cream at work. What a, what a delight! Yeah, yeah. Every um, shift, you're like I'm into the damn cream. It was a bit of a tourist trap thing. So there was, there was a lot of like like I was cleaning uh the vats to make like beer nuts and like uh, uh cotton candy and you're you got you're blowing up um. The, the animals, the like the balloon, the big alien balloon. No, like the balloons that you put in like a, in the water in the pool, the, like floating. Oh yeah, inflatables or whatever. Yeah. They had a mini golf course, so I was like, I was like weed whacking in lawn. I know the sort of course. place you're describing for sure. And, and they had a half scale model steam engine that went around the beach. Oh. And part of the job, this was the, this was great. Part of the job, uh, was like every hour in the middle of the day on weekends, and then tw- three times a day on the weekdays, the train runs throughout the park, and you have to. You, I put on overalls and a hat, and like oil up the train and run alongside it, and flag stops, and then jump on, go around the corner, jump off, turn the turn the track. Jump back on, wave the flag, come back in and serve ice cream again. It's wild. It's wild. That sounds like the outright like it's not a task. <laughs> the, the steam engine's like running. It, it was it was like it, you had you had to run to keep up with it. it once oh, you okay. let it pass. Okay, never mind. Because you have I to let it hauling more than I'm imagining. Yeah, you have to let it pass once you're. And it's a. I think the the course is probably a little bit bigger than you're imagining. It's not like a okay, circle. Yeah, yeah, it must I'm be. like I, I was sort of yeah. I had to block it off from traffic, from literal like actual traffic. Oh, okay. A half scale <laughs> model steam engine. Uh, three times on this thing and jump on and off it as it moves. It was wild. <laughs> Were there close calls? 
I banged my knee on it really bad once. I was like almost okay. Threw up. How about with the cars? Was there? Uh, like a, there would be. I guess there would be. There'd be times where I, like the worst I'd have to do is wave somebody through and be like, "You have to go right now, or the, or you're gonna get hit by right. a mini train." Like it's not gonna be. <laughs> <you. laughs> this train's tearing your car in half. <laughs> um, you're getting mad heased. Knowing where to stop it on the way in and uh, turning it around in the in the house because it comes in right. You gotta then push it and turn it around and bring it back out. Uh, what yes. a huge pain in the ass to maintain that must have been. Oh, my God. Yes. I got offered a job while I was at that greenhouse to go and try and buy cigarettes for the government at places and catch wow. places, like bust them, because I looked old for my age. Narc. Yeah. You got approached to be a narc. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember how. I don't think they were like, hey, kid, do you want to do this? I think I must have. I must have applied her, but I remember being like, eh, I don't know, that actually seems, I don't want like the husky to go out of business. Like I'm stealing from there. I don't need. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I, I, oh yeah. I was, I was a big, I was big into the buy one thing, but the jacket's full. Oh we, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was a nightmare to that store. So I, I didn't want to, you know, fuck them over on another level. I don't want the doors to close. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to crack down on it either. That's ridiculous. No, I want to be able to buy cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not cigarettes, the uh, uh, prime times. Anyone remember those? They were like fl- little candy. They're like nicotine, grape flavor cigarettes. You can't buy them anymore Sounds because terrible. only kids love them. You can't be smoking grape cigarettes, for God's sake. Sounds terrible. It sounds really terrible. I loved him because like I'm a little badass. I'm getting sure. <laughs> it tastes great. It's bang bang gang scissor with gang. the acclaim. Yeah, bang bang scissor gang. They're the shirts. The bang bang scissor gang, and they're it's just the acclaimed taking on the mogul embassy, but they're here supported by the bang bang gang, which uh, plays into the finish here, as Jay White helps Daddy Ass to secure the victory. Um, lots of mogul epicy on TV lately, which I like. Um, I I don't know that there's a bigger I told you so possible for trios tag divisions and the existence of both than what you're seeing on television right now. It's so muddy and bad. I don't really I don't really know why this is. <laughs> it's too bad this exists. And it's weird because there's absolutely a version of a team up between the acclaimed and the guns that would feel cool. If it was like an accl- or an invasion sort of thing, can you imagine a GCW invasion? And here's, here's Bussy and here's Los Mazicos and these tag teams. And it's like they're beating down everyone. And like it's the guns on one side, it's the acclaimed on the other. And they're like, okay, we're team AEW. Like that stuff's fun. But they're here. It's like, oh, you hate the Mogul Embassy too. No, okay. Uh, United uh, Universe or whatever, undisputed. Yeah, kings. I don't know. Yeah, uh, undisputed kingdom. There we go. It took me a minute too. Um. So yeah, I just I missed the tag division. Uh, I enjoyed this match actually a decent amount. The finish is again not the sort of thing I like to see in AEW, like a distraction finish where Jay White jumps up onto the outside. It's enough for a distraction. Like these are not. The finishes to wrestling i enjoy watching aw does keep them rare but they're not as rare as i once were i can tell you that it used to be like oh my god it happened the distraction finish right um yeah man i don't like anything about it i don't like anything about the what they're doing here it's not doesn't, and then what about know. okay what about the guns bumping nana through a table the crowd loves but it's not yeah. his ass kick it's yeah. crazy man. poor nana tough, tough bump yeah that's a big bump 
But, I mean, the crowd reaction, man. Yeah, Prince Nana great. is entering the tier of great managers. Not all-time great managers, but... Modern day. He is getting reactions and is a big part of Swerve Strickland's success. And if Swerve wants to turn babyface and do the dance and ditch Nana, that will work too. Also a mark of a good manager. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, I, I, I thought this match was good. I enjoyed watching it. Like, it was very smooth. These guys all are, are good workers in the match. Brian Cage, the glue, of course. But nothing here at play that I care about. Yeah. With you. And that, Zoobs, was All Elite Wrestling's January 24th offering. I've done a mine. It's just as easy. It's just as easy. 